0: I know the playoffs are supposed to be a crapshoot, but we're on the verge of having a rematch in the World Series. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the Daily Podcast. We talk about all in Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade, and we're getting to the end of my fifth full season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. But don't worry, we're going to be doing a full off-season. In fact, I've already recorded some episodes that you're going to be seeing throughout November and December. In fact, I've already recorded the Christmas episode because well, I'm a little bit of a loon. Uh, follow us at On MLB pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully baseball on Twitter, Sully baseball podcast on Instagram and download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, they are guaranteed. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Diamondbacks and the Phillies game. You know, we, you know after the, we had th- three great games in two days. Um, today was better than the final score would indicate, but it was a game where one of the teams jumped out early and held on. Um, and right now the Philadelphia Phillies, well, they're going back home and they just have to split. But as we're going to talk about that, we're talking about the game we're going to talk a little bit about the fact that the Diamondbacks, do you know what? It's not over Arizona. It is not over. In fact, they may be raising Arizona by the time this NLCS is done. Hey, before we get into talking about the Phillies in Arizona, I'm also going to talk a little bit in the third segment about the brawl because i got a bunch of people who commented on youtube on twitter and everything i have to address some of them because uh, some of them the posts were so long i needed cliff notes to get through them uh by the way if you listen to the show every day and you got a to send some comments uh put a hashtag everyday sully because i want to see how many people are there every day listening to your pal sully uh, but first and foremost I was doing the trivia question. The trivia question was, it was the anniversary of the Carlton Fisk-Bernie Carbo game. Bernie Carbo's home run was actually a little more dramatic than the Fisk home run. Fisk was the walk-off, but Carbo's was the one that turned the game around. I digress. Uh, in the eighth inning of that game, a member of the Big Red Machine hit a home run that appeared to put the game out of reach. It was 6-3 to three in the eighth, and they were the Reds looked like they were going to cruise. Which member of the Big Red Machine hit that supposed back-breaking home run? Uh, Red Sox 1-9-5-2-1 gave a really good guess. He said Tony Perez. And that is a phenomenal guess because he hit the home run in Game 7 that turned the tide of Game 7 uh, to the Reds. It made a 3 nothing game, a 3-2 game. However, it was not Tony Perez who got the big hit in the big home run in game six. And it was uh, Big John 08865. He got it correct. He said Cesar Geronimo hit the home run for the Reds. Now, Cesar Geronimo was the the Reds' uh, tremendous center fielder, part of that great team. And he was also acquired by the Reds in the same trade that brought them Joe Morgan in the book that I'm writing about the 1972 postseason, the trade that brought in Joe Morgan and Cesar Geronimo was controversial for Reds fans who felt that they got snowed in that trade. I think they did okay. Uh, Big John 08865 said uh, more trivia. And I, and actually I had not thought of this. Um, That is the last world series game. The Reds have lost was game six of the 1975 world series. Uh, the franchise currently have a nine-game World Series winning streak. They, they won Game 7. Uh, they swept the 76 series against the New York Yankees. And they swept the Oakland A's in 1990. And they haven't won a pennant since, much to the chagrin of Jeff Carr and all, everyone over at Lockdown Red. So there you go. Hey, good job there. And we are going to have a trivia question at the end of this episode, Don't You Worry about that, hey, uh, let's just talk a little bit about the game. Uh, first of all, I thought it was really funny. I was watching the game, uh, and the, uh, the the TBS announcers were saying that you know they were showing that the, the two Zacks were warming up, Zach Wheeler and Zach Gallen, and the they were saying that you know the Aces were on the mound and the managers were looking for length because the bullpens are just exhausted. And I actually yelled at the TV, whose fault is that? Because remember what happened in game three when Fought was throwing an absolute masterpiece and he was yanked from the game and turned that game into a bullpen game. And then the game after was a bullpen game. Yeah, maybe the bullpen wouldn't be quite as gassed if you didn't go through a parade of relievers in game three. I can't get, you know, Lovolo got him to game five. They got him to a game six in the NLCS. And believe me, this team did not look like they were going to game six in the NLCS when they lost the second game 10-0 in Philadelphia. But with That being said, my big problem, I'll reiterate this, my big problem with the quick hooks on things like that is you are, first of all, assuming that everyone you bring in is going to do their job. And also you're assuming that Zach Gallen, who was scheduled to pitch today, was going to throw a masterpiece. Now he got in trouble in the first inning and the Phillies, you know, and it wasn't that Schwarberg if you know, he hit like a little nubber off the end of the bat and some things went the, you know, went against the, the diamondbacks and suddenly they were down, you know, to nothing before, you know, they even came to bat. And for those of you wondering on the video, why there was a little jump there, your pal Sully sneezed. And I edited that out. Um, but, he did very gallon pitched well. He, he, after the uh letting up the two runs in the first, he retired virtually everybody in the second, third, fourth, fifth. And he gave the Diamondbacks enough time to catch up. Now, Zach Wheeler, he was the player of the game. He owned October yesterday because he did everything you could have asked. He pitched, he was throwing a shutout into the seventh inning. And. Oh my God. They let him pitch the seventh inning, and we wound up letting up a home run to Alec Thomas. And um, when the DB, when the Phillies scored a couple runs in the eighth, I remember when it was when he let up the home run to Thomas. He still hadn't pitched that many pitches, and I remember thinking to myself, cause "It was it was a four to one game at that point." You know, the Schwarber hit a home run, his fifth of the season. If the Phillies win the pennant in the next day. I think Schwarber is clearly the series MVP, although Wheeler could be as well because he won his two games. But I remember he let up, uh, you know, uh, Harper and Schwarber hit the home runs to give him a little bit of wiggle room. And Wheeler let up the home run to Thomas. But I remember thinking to myself, I'd bring out Wheeler in the eighth. And and do the sort of you're going batter for batter at this point, but when the um, Phillies scored two more runs in the eighth and suddenly became a six-one game, then I think Thompson made the right move. And you know he didn't bring in Craig Kimbrell. I, you know I wouldn't, as someone who's a veteran of watching the 2018 World Series, I, you know Kimbrel makes me nervous in some of those big events. He's had a wonderful career. But I was thinking to myself when I saw you know, we all saw how he struggled in the postseason for the Red Sox in 2018. We've seen how he struggled this year. Remember when he was left in the bullpen way back in 2013? It was a controversial move, easy for you to say, by um, Freddy Gonzalez, the the manager of the Braves at the time, and that he didn't bring in his closer, and Uribe hit the big home run for Los Angeles. I believe it was Uribe. I'm, I'm doing some of this from memory. And it was, oh, why didn't they bring in Kimbrell? Why didn't they bring in Kimbrell? Maybe he was on to something, because we've seen Kimbrell wet the bed over and over again in the postseason. Uh, Get Matt Strom ready for the, or, you know, Sir Anthony Dominguez, if it's a close out the pennant situation. You don't always have to bring the closer out there. You know, when the Red Sox won the World Series that they were cheating in, remember that Astros fans, I say that every time, in 2018. Uh, Alex Cora had seen enough and he brought Chris sale in to clinch the world series and not, um, and not Kimbrell, but you know, it was, uh, it was a better game than the six to one final would have you believe there was a lot of good defense. Uh, there was a bunch of balls that were hit into deep center field and Rojas wound up tracking them down the Phillies infield made some great, great plays. And you know what? I mean, I do believe that the Phillies defense probably saved at least two runs. Arizona's defense also saved a couple of runs as well. So, yeah, it was, it was a close game going into the six. And then by the eighth, it, it, it was a misleading final score. It was better than a six to one game, but you know, The Phillies did what they had to do. They jumped ahead early. They got home runs from where they needed to. All their home runs have been solo home runs. But you know what? If you keep piling them up, there you go. Wheeler did a good job. And the bullpen got the outs when they needed to get them. You know, Zach Gallen did okay. It wasn't a masterpiece, but he did okay. And the D-backs just couldn't get a rally going. And they're going to head off to Philadelphia. But not all is lost. But from my many friends in Philadelphia, my many relatives who live out there, hope you get some tickets. And you know what? I have an idea for those tickets. All right, you're darn tootin'. I have an idea for these tickets because, look at my friends. uh, Let's get my cousin Bill out there. Let's get my friend Stephanie out there. Let's get everyone I know in uh, Tricia, everyone, my cousin John, my cousin Jen, everyone who lives in Wilmington, Delaware, who have been diehard Philadelphia Phillies fans since the 70s. I remember the days of Greg Luzinski, the days of Steve Carlton and Tug McGraw and Jay Johnstone and Bake McBride and all of them—they root for all of them. They've been diehard Phillies fans ever since then, and so now is the time. Get a chance to see them clinch the pennant—that's when you got to go to Game Time. Go to Game Time. Are you listening to me, all my cousins who live in Delaware, Joe Biden territory? That's not political. That's Joe Biden territory. For those of you who don't know where Delaware is, and if you're a Phillies fan like my cousin, go download the Game Time app and get your tickets because you shouldn't have to worry about how you're going to get the tickets you better worry about the phillies bats exploding and trying to clinch come on game time is the fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all the sporting events you want and also for music for comedy for theater events you got killer last minute deals kind of like game six of the nlcs you want to buy game seven just in case next segment i'll tell you why Uh, you can get all in prices view from the seats best price guarantee and takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. By all in prices, I mean, there's no hidden fees. You've done that. You bought something like, oh, it costs 20 bucks and you get the bills. So why is it 40 bucks? Lots of fees. You don't get that in game time. And you say, oh, I got a ticket. Oh my God. Uh, it's facing the wrong way. These are horrible seats. You get to see the seats. They show you the view. Yeah, but you're going to lose that email. It's going to be lost somewhere in all the spam. Nope. Just, just a couple of taps on there and it goes directly to your app. And with zone deals, you can pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of an 18% savings. And game time guarantee that means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So, all my cousins. All the many sullies spread out throughout Delaware who have been Phillies fans since the days of Steve Carlton. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON, MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L O C K E D O N. MLB easy for you to spell for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute dicks lowest price, guaranteed. I gave a little hiccup in the middle of the. I had a tiny hiccup in the middle of the live read. First time that's happened. Um. Hey, uh, Game Six. When does it start? Well. If the Rangers win tomorrow, and like almost all of America, I am rooting for the Rangers, and not because I'm an Astros hater. Because I want to see that series go seven. I do. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Philadelphia and Arizona go seven. You know, I think that'd be good. i would be fun as well. Seven games are fun. Are fun. But uh, we have Uvalde uh, and Valdez. I actually think that pitching matchup goes to the Rangers. Although Valdez, we also could be a big game pitcher. I just like Uvalde right now. And and I would not stun me if there's a game seven. If there is, then Monday, uh, D-backs and Phillies are playing in the afternoon. Here in Los Angeles County, it'll be a two o'clock start. So I get to play it in my classroom with my buddy D, my student, my classroom, a big Dodger fan and a wonderful, wonderful young kid, my, my buddy. We watch the we watch the games together. We have it playing on the on the it's no longer a blackboard, it's not a whiteboard, and I project the game out. And it's a lot of fun. And then the Rangers and Astros would play game seven um at eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock here in LA. Um but the the that but if uh if the Rangers and Astros are done tomorrow, then that D Phillies game starts on uh starts in the evening. Uh, Nola and Kelly, that is a really intriguing matchup. Kelly is a fine pitcher. He is. We saw he pitched well the other day. Nola has been terrific this postseason, obviously. And look, momentum is on the Philadelphia side. um, And, you know, everything, you know, they're going home, raucous atmosphere and everything like that. But how do you shut down that raucous atmosphere? You do it with a good pitcher. And you have a full day arrest for the bullpen. And although Mantiple is probably going to uh, make you know appear in all the games, it seems like uh, some of the Diamondbacks' big pitchers didn't go today. So you're going to have a rested and ready pen. Let Kelly in, and 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 Lovolo, if you're listening to me, and and I know I, I have your ear. Managers have to manage an elimination game differently than how you manage a regular season game we're going to get a little bit into the analytics stuff and everything I talked the other day I don't think analytics is a dirty word I don't think it's a dirty thing but I do think it has to have there has to be a combination of using the analytics for information to help you make decisions and making those decisions based on the context of the game you manage an elimination game differently than you manage a game against the brewers in the middle of july the what's at stake is 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 greater the reason why you manage some things in the middle of july differently is you know got a bunch of games left you know you got you play the percentages and you don't do things that will wear out the game if it's in it's an elimination game you have to realize okay i can't leave any of my weapons on the bench and i've got to Have a different strategy. You know, two managers who did that, who managed elimination games really, really well, Bruce Bochy and Terry Francona. They understood that sometimes I got to use a pitcher in a way that I don't normally use. I got to bring someone out in a way that I don't normally use because there's too much on the line right now. And I, you saw that when there was a bunch of games where the Red Sox had their back against the wall in. Uh, Terry Francona's tenure with the Red Sox and his tenure with the, with Cleveland. And it didn't always work, but he always knew that he had to manage those elimination games differently. Bochy would use pitchers. He'll, he threw lints out of the bullpen sometimes. Obviously, we remember what happened when uh, Madison Bumgarner pitched the final five innings of uh, Game 7 of the World Series. But he also brought in Jeremy Affelt, very early in the game in a time he would not normally do that because he knows, look, it's a different situation. And so remember that, Lavolo, Don't leave any of your, your best weapons in the bullpen, but also don't yank out Kelly too early. If Kelly is dealing, if he's pulling out what happened with Fought the other day, let him pitch. Let him pitch deep into the game. But if he's not, you know, pull him immediately. So, you know, but I think Kelly is a talented pitcher. The bullpen is rested and ready. And Arizona has nothing to lose at this point. And so many, because Arizona got so whomped the first two games, especially the 10-0 massacre. The fact that they even got back to Philadelphia shows that they did what they had to do. In so many ways, they did what they had to do. Obviously, it would have been ideal for them to come back with the lead, kind of like the way that Houston is coming back to Arlington with the lead. But if they get a decent performance out of Kelly, they then Game 7 is the definition of a crapshoot. Because, look at the Phillies have a good pitching staff, but they'll have burnt Wheeler and they'll have burnt Nola in these two games it is critical for the phillies to win this game today absolutely critical and this is not a knock on um oh, what's his name uh i'm the uh uh the guy the the guy the phillies didn't like uh, ranger suarez It's not a knock on ranger suarez it's not and it's not a knock on um, – who the hell was the pitcher in game? I, I can't remember. I can't – forgive me. I've been too busy coming up with references of Phillies from the – Oh yeah, they had a – they played a bullpen game. They were playing They were playing yakety-sacks in game uh, four. So Ranger Suarez would be pitching in game seven. Again, he's a fine pitcher, but it's not exactly like they're throwing Sandy Koufax circa 1965 out there. So it is important for the Phillies to get this win because then we're in coin toss territory. And I've seen plenty of series where the collective butts are starting to squeeze and you're thinking, oh, God, I thought we were going to do this. And weren't we going to win this? I thought this was already in the bag. So you got to, if you are the Phillies and you want to be a surefire bet, win tomorrow because Kelly, you got to jump on him early. If Kelly gets to settle down and all of a sudden the Diamondbacks bullpen gets to cruise towards the end, it's got to make the game, whatever time it's at, it's going to be a good bet that whatever way the game goes, it could be a real good one. By the way, are we talking about bets? I think we are because, look, it's the playoffs. We're on the verge of the World Series and it's not too late to make your postseason debut with FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit fanduelcom on to create your new account. Then you can get on the action from the first pitch until the final out or the walk-off hit. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs and I bet it'll be a solo shot for the Phillies to who will win the game. I am think it will be either the Phillies or the Diamondbacks. And if you don't want to wait for the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. Hey, Kyle Schwarber is up. I bet he's going to hit a homer. So head on over to fanduel.com slash right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make the best of every moment with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. I've got a ton of responses uh, from talking about the brawl that went on the other day between uh, Houston and uh, Texas. Uh, And some of them, again, were were so long, I had to print them out, read half of them. I fell asleep, got drowsy, you know, and I, I... had to be the cliff notes for some. I had to have some be books on tape. Um, so, you know, some of them, uh, I can't read all of them. Uh, There's was, there was a fellow by the name of Mindset Master, 7569, uh, who wrote several tomes to me. Um, a, he was basically saying, it was getting on me for saying that uh, Abreu throwing at um, at Garcia was stupid. And I, I and I've been saying this for well over a decade. I think throwing at batters is stupid. Uh and I don't I don't care if the guy hits a home run, flipped the bat, pointed to the sky, um, and had one of those dragons you see at a uh, at a, a Chinese New Year parade going around behind him. You know what? If you don't like him hitting a home run off of you tough. Uh, mindset master says, uh, uh, you know, you don't prance around showboat and get off lightly. Do you? Well, I, I don't care about that. I don't like, I'm not a big machismo guy. I'm more into winning baseball games. Uh, I'm sure you're, since you're favoring the Rangers, that's a natural reaction. Don't paint me out. Like I grew up in Dallas or Fort Worth. You know, I'm rooting for the Rangers for one main reason Two. Bruce Bochy was my dad's favorite manager, and I'm a big fan of what I call the generational moment, which is that moment that a, a fan base says, oh, my God, I thought I would never see this happen. And the Rangers, who have won exactly zero World Series in their history, a championship for the Rangers would be a generational moment. And um, no, uh, the Brian, we got Brian Dunlap. My Fraser six three four O wrote to me: Your generational moment was Altuve hit that three run home run. The Astros are going to the World Series. It's not a generational moment. The Astros are trying to win their first World Series in months. Okay. Um, uh, Mindset Master wrote a lot of things um, uh, it, it, back and forth. Um, he he did say that he was the they were trying to get into the psychological state of the Rangers and and that they were a little too uh, fragile. I don't know. They were three hats away from winning the game. But here's something I, now a couple of people like, Al, you know, Astros underscore Alex said that uh, no one cared about the Garcia celebration. Uh, no one in the dugout cared. Garcia was being sensitive. I think Abreu meant to hit him. I think he got, you know, and and I think that's stupid to hit him especially in a postseason game. To put a runner on base in a close postseason game, I think that's banana boats time. But Mindset Master, here's something I will give the Astros credit for. I know you're an Astros fan. Here's one thing I would give the Astros credit for, and that is they retaliated in the best way you could. Yeah, the beanball stuff and everything like that, whatever. They retaliated by fighting back, by not letting that home run sink them, by actually coming back and rallying. The three-run home run was the retaliation. And I've always felt that. I've always felt that. Even when it involves teams that I personally root for. I don't care about bean balls. I don't care about throwing pitchers. My favorite player of all time is Pedro Martinez. And the one element of his game I never liked was him throwing at, at batters. Come on, Pedro, just get the people out everyone remembers that game in 2004 when Varitek and A-Rod got into the big fight and people said oh that's the moment the Red Sox woke up well they were three outs away from losing that game with Rivera on the mound the moment that was the turnaround wasn't Jason Varitek keeping his mask on which I wasn't a big fan of and pushing his glove into Rodriguez's face the big moment was when Bill Miller hit the walk-off home run off of Rivera. If Bill Miller pops up or something like that, all anyone will remember is the Red Sox were outclassed by the Yankees. It doesn't work without the the big home run. It doesn't work without the comeback. And I give the Astros piles of credit for staying focused and getting the darn win. And I put a lot of that a lot of that respect pile on the lap of Dusty Baker. I think that's what he does best: It's keeping teams focused and having them move forward, not getting lost in the minutia. I'm not a fan of throwing up batters or anything. I'm a fan of winning games, and the Astros did just that, so I give them tons of credit. And they're going to play tomorrow, and they're going to try to get to their third straight World Series, which is quite an accomplishment. And it, you know, we all know Dusty Baker's going to the Hall of Fame anyway, but this is a way to really cement everything. If I were if if the Astros win back-to-back titles, if I were Dusty Baker, I would drop the mic and retire right then and there. What a way to go. And don't pull a Tony LaRussa, who won the World Series in his final game as a manager and then ruined it by coming back to the White Sox. No, Dusty, right off in the sunset. But I digress. Uh it looks like let's do the trivia question. Uh Jordan Alvarez looks like he is the front runner to win the American League Championship Series MVP. He would and this would be his second time winning an ALCS MVP because he was the ALCS MVP against my Red Sox in 2021. Here is the trivia question. Keeping in mind all the pennants that the Astros have won recently, including the few that I won't mention. But here's the question Who was the first Houston Astro to win the League Championship Series MVP award. Which Astro? We know that Jordan Alvarez is probably going to win two. But which Astro was the first ever to win a League Championship Series MVP? That's your trivia question for today. Uh, meanwhile, follow us at On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking about the playoffs and what a beautiful thing they are. And saying, let's play the game and not throw balls at each other. Do you know why? That's just mean. This is Locked On MLB for the 22nd day of October 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. And please don't throw anything at me.